Hey, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Brian Trendler, and you're listening to the podcast, Shut Up and Laugh. Um, I've been doing this for a little while now, um, having a really exceptional time interviewing some incredible people throughout the Pacific Northwest. And it's been a whole bunch of different people from styles and shape and color and job and profession and level of professionalism, et cetera. Um, but today, I, th I think it's safe to say I've raised my game. Um, I'm sitting across from a really uh, exceptional individual who I've only known for a short time now. Uh, let me introduce Greg Elwin. He is the Mill Creek Police Chief. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing very well. Thanks Good. for having me. Can I call you Craig or do I need to call uh, Greg, excuse me, or, or do I need to, you know, salute and call you chief? Or? No, Greg is fine. Okay. Um, I will answer to Craig. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. That's okay. <laughs> But uh, no, Greg's fine. Thanks okay. for having me. Good, good. It's a pleasure to have you here. Um, so I talked to you a little bit about the show as far as what we're doing currently. But um, I will say that this is an opportunity for you to, quite honestly, um, speak and be heard. Uh, it's a really rare opportunity that podcasting has become something that's a bit trendy again. It, it, was, it was around for a couple of years and then it kind of faded with really the reintroduction of aggressive video. Everyone was doing video, et cetera. Um, but this is kind of a time to have a little bit of anonymity. But at the same time, uh, I think you're going to be uh, pleasantly surprised with what happens with this after the fact. And hopefully, as we grow this, um, people start providing feedback. They start leaving voicemails and ask, you know, answer, asking questions for future podcasts. And you might be surprised as far as how many lives you're going to touch in some capacity. So again, thank you for taking the time to be here on Shut Up and Laugh. Sure, absolutely. Uh, anonymity is something that I'm not used to at all. Um, so <laughs> I'll, I'll be really careful with playing on on that field. Yeah. Um, uh, but it really is a, a cool opportunity to sit down and talk to you about things. And, you know, your premise was the whole shut up and laugh and, and how humor helps us. And um, what I shared with you then, and I'll share a little more today is that's how we in this police and law enforcement and public safety business yeah. survive a lot of the times. Yeah. And yeah. Laughter is the key to, to a long career yeah. uh, and a sane career. And, you know, when, when you said that to me about uh, two weeks ago or so, that's when I immediately wanted to just grab onto you and just say, oh my gosh, you've got to come onto my show. Because those types of stories, those types of situations and how you rise above using the healing power of laughter, that's the type of stuff I hope that we can get into today. So yeah. good. looking forward to it. Um, so first of all, I'm going to go through a couple personal things, Not, nothing to throw against the fence over anything, but I got to meet Stephanie. Right. She is your wife as of 2017. Give us give us a little uh, bit of information about your lovely bride. Sure. So uh, Stephanie is fantastic. Um, I had a starter wife um, and the starter wife uh, made us through the first few years and mm -hmm. a couple of kids. Mm -hmm. But uh, then as life evolves, um, you, you know, you find out who you are. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it, the laughter piece is funny here because. Uh, my starter wife used to tell me, don't laugh at him. It just encourages him. Yeah, sure. And I thought, well, okay, they may be dumb jokes and 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 silly quips that I make, but I think they're funny. Yeah. Uh, but but now, uh, Stephanie laughs at my dumb jokes. And oh, so it's a, it's a good, and I laugh at hers too. There you go. I tell her she's got uh, cute blonde hair once in a while with some of the silly things that she says, but we get along <laughs> very well. And it's it's just fantastic. We have a mixed family. Uh, between the two of us, we have, uh, five kids oh, ranging wow. from 14 to 30 
And, um, and then we also have two grandbabies now with oh, wow. uh, another one on the way. So, wow. uh, we'll have, and you're a, only in your mid thirties. So yeah, that's, that's impressive. You know, with those numbers. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm bad at math. Yeah. I might've missed a zero. I can't remember, but it's, <laughs> it's around there. So yeah, it's a little bit about us. And, that's really cool. And, uh, we live here in, in uh, Mill Creek and, oh, well, and the, don't, 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 don't jump ahead. That's, I was reading that's that some of, of my it. highly, you gotcha. know, sought after details. All right. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, We've been together for 10 years, but we've only been married for two. We actually got married on a beach uh, with uh, our toes in the white sand, but we imported the white sand. We bought 200 pounds of white sand and poured it on the beach on Hood Canal. And um, aren't there laws against that? I mean, isn't that considered littering in some way, shape, or form? We put a blue tarp down, so we were able to secure all the, the white sand. And now it resides in our backyard. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. True story. True story. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of effort. It, but it was so worth it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. I, I can only imagine the, uh, the photographer of that particular magical day, you know, trying to figure out how am I going to get the blue tarp edges out of the pictures? You know, we did a really good job. Photoshop editing. The after the fact. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and the awesome. day on hood canal was beautiful and sunny in July. And the water was this absolute turquoise color that mm. you don't typically get in hood canal wow. and so there are people who we know that weren't there who really thought we were on some tropical beach somewhere wow. and we were just close to home you suckered him that's yeah, fantastic we'd absolutely wow cool. and mother nature played along apparently too totally so. That's, that's brilliant. I yeah. love that. Uh, okay. So as you, as you stole my thunder, uh, you, you live in Mill Creek now, correct? Um, but you're originally from Olympia, Washington. That's been registered online in multiple sources because yep. I'm so crafty as your hometown. Yep. So is that your hometown? That's that is, that is my hometown. Born uh, and raised? I was mostly born and raised. I was born on, uh, uh, Fort Lewis. Okay. Uh, uh, my dad was in the military at the time back uh, a few years ago. Um, but I spent most of my life growing up in Olympia. I uh, graduated from high school there. Olympia and, High School? Uh, Timberline High School. Oh, see, we actually shouldn't be able to talk then. Yeah. Capital High School. Yeah. Well, right here, so, man. Right. Olympia High School and Capital. They got an issue. I get uh, it. But, we uh, have a lot of issues. Timberline, we were the farm school at the time. <laughs> you so, were. <laughs> yeah. But it's no longer. Yeah. And so, yeah, lo- uh, <clears throat> local South Sound. Uh, uh, and I started my public safety career working for the Lacey Fire Department. Again, and, you're stealing uh, my thunder. Uh, yes. All kinds of stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's but great. South Sound kid. Okay, uh, and I've loved living here in Snohomish County since we've been here. Wow, it's uh, it's it's almost a different world, or at least a different state mm-hmm. when you compare the the uh, just the, the lifestyle. Yeah, difference. Yeah. Well, for starters, I have to share, we hated going against your Timberline High School track and field athletes. And the reason why is I did javelin. So naturally, I was part of the weight team. Right. And as you can see, looking at me, I don't exactly fit the persona of a weight team guy. Right. So all the shot putters were there and everything else. You guys and gals would come out of the barn, okay, dragging, literally dragging your fists across the ground. Because I don't know where you found or grew those kids, but they were tanks. Well, we had to bring the hay in all the time. Oh <laughs> so there was a lot of lifting that went on It was on this there. trough of orange peels that they would just, <laughs> just feed on. And it was, it was remarkable. Yeah. Now we, we were referred to as a farm school. I had to tell yeah. you though, the folks at North Thurston high school, uh, we didn't those like were the real farmers. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 yeah. It, they had about three them. good teeth between right. the entire senior class. Exactly. And they swapped, they shared. Yeah. 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 They're a good bunch of folks, though. Yeah, it was a great place to grow up. I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I That's cool. Time. Yeah. All right. So, 
Again, you took some of my facts. Uh, you started at the Lacey Fire Department. How right. how long were you there, and how long were you a bona fide fireman? So um, I, <clears throat> I was there for just a little over three years. Okay. Uh, at the time, um, and this is where some of the fun started, at the time, the Lacey Fire Department had what they called a resident firefighter program. Mm-hmm. So it was a bunch of young kids that were going to college that needed a place to live and a little money in their pocket. And so the resident firefighters, uh, there were uh, a dozen or so of us, we'd work one day on yeah. and we'd have two days off, yeah. um, basically do all the grunt work that uh, the regular firefighters didn't want to do. But at the time, the regular firefighters would go home at 4.30 in the afternoon yeah. and leave one paid, experienced fire lieutenant with <laughs> a crew of four or five sure. 18 to 22 year old kids wow. and teach us how to drive fire engines and, and, uh, and run pumpers and ladder trucks. A lot. Oh, it was fantastic. It was the most awesome experience I ever had. Um, we, yeah, we got paid sure. bupkis, yeah. but we got a place to live and, um, uh, we created lasting relationships. Oh yeah. But some of the things that I did when I was 18 or 19 years old, uh, going into a burning building, by myself mm-hmm. while I, I can hear the sirens coming. So somebody will be here in a few yeah, minutes. Kind of makes you question some of your choices in life. Totally. I'm surprised I made it this far, yeah. but what a great life experience and, and, and set the foundation for all of the rest of my, my career. It That's was incredible. Brilliant. That's brilliant. I, yeah, I have that. nothing but great experiences uh, and great stories for that. Yeah. Time. Wow. Jeez. I, I, I went to an art school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, huh, yeah, um, no, I have nothing that's even close to that to compare other than surviving the Timberland. What are they, wolves? You guys are the wolves? Trail, no. uh, blazers, Timberland the tri- blazers. The blazers, that's yep. right. Okay, well, I didn't, I didn't like you guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. I'm stuck on that now. Um, okay, um, you enjoy being outdoors. Indeed. And uh, one of the key things that I, I saw, which I laughed about, um, given that you came up my front deck stairs, which are which is like almost like an Indiana Jones right, Temple right. of Doom yeah. ride. Um, you enjoy remodeling. Are you currently involved in a project still at your home, or is that something that's, that's done and put to rest and yeah. you have the perfect deck and everything else now? We're bet- between projects. Uh, <laughs> we've lived in our house for three years now. Okay. And um, there have been constant projects. This yep. last summer was the first time that we didn't actually have something going on. So it was maintenance. I just had okay. to mow the grass yeah. and um, and clean a few things. But uh, we've remodeled bathrooms. Uh, oh, wow. We completely redid the yard, uh, installed retaining walls. Do you and do stairs? <laughs> I've done stairs. Absolutely. Wow. I got a perfect idea for that. Well, when I was just, coming other in. than burn it down, yeah, safely yeah. in a Sometimes, contained environment. Yeah, right, you God. just have to remove. There's just so many small things around here now. And, and, and long story short, I'm keeping the house. You know, amidst all of my transitions in life, and yeah, suddenly I'm starting to do the honeydew list and tallying everything up, and I'm thinking I need to rob a bank, which isn't something I should be telling a police chief. <laughs> right, um, I cautioned against that. <laughs> Well, you it know. seldom works out in the long <sighs> run. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least I mean, DB can... Cooper and whatever he had going on might have been the one. But, He's one uh, of the only ones. Most of the, yeah. Other than out. the Great Train robbery in the 1800s. Right? Sure. So we're talking about a few over hundreds of years. Yeah. Your odds aren't, aren't odds on your very, side. Very good. I think no. I'll stick to this. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. So I mentioned this to you prior to you sitting down and again, giving you the opportunity to run screaming back into the forest. Um, but for any of our listening audience who isn't aware, um, Greg doesn't know the questions he's going to get from me. Uh, these are going to be things that aren't really going to throw him for a huge curveball or any capacity, but it's one of those things where occasionally people go up, 
uh, oh, okay. And, you know, he can make these decisions on the uh, fly uh, to see, you know, how much he wants to answer. And I just, I just like prying. It's like peeling back the layers of the onion and seeing what type of things we can get from folks. Um, frankly, I like my job. And um, I know you like your job too, which is another reason why you're sitting across from me because um, I said this to the last chucklehead that was on my um, interview seat, Omar Rivas. I really try really hard to put people in front of me that I respect in some way, shape, form, or another. And it, you do something I, I, I could not do. And it's not just because of the big scar on my head and, mm -hmm. the, and the medical excuses. But um, there's, there's, there's something inside of you, man, that's so big and so great. And um, I think that also probably, ideally, um, is reflected in all of the men and women who serve with you. And um, hopefully, overall, this honors that. Yeah, it, um, <clears throat> there's something horribly right with all of us that do public safety, and yeah. there's something horribly wrong with all of us that do public yeah. safety. And um, when when we recall and talk about the things that we've done in our careers, uh, I, I shake my own head thinking about, I can't believe that I did yeah. that thing. Um, and so there's there's something amiss. Yeah that you know a missing cell or or something that allows us to do those things but because that piece is missing we have an opportunity to do some really awesome things and so it's okay that yeah. that piece is missing yeah it's all right i prefer to think of it as an extra chromosome right. maybe in the shape <clears throat> of a cape it it could but be i'm just saying so right. okay depends on the day exactly yeah okay you ready to go let's get after all it. right here we go man um all right. So tell me about your role, what it is. Um, and I say that already knowing part of the answer. It's described as handling the administrative operations of the city's police department and that you're responsible for the uh, city's emergency uh, management functions. Uh, does that still sound about right now that you're a couple years into the job? Um, how would you put it in your words and how does that play out? Sure. Those things do apply right okay. that's 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 what we do your eye just twitched <laughs> it, it does because it's 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 the stuff that we have to do yeah and there has to be somebody in that role but more importantly than that it's a it's a leadership function mm -hmm. and it's i expect of myself and the people who live in this this community expect of me mm -hmm. to 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 be a leader of the people who are out there doing the job. Yeah. I don't do the job, right? I, I, I'm not going to uh, 911 calls. I'm not stopping cars and writing tickets. I'm not the one that's managing a crisis at two o'clock in the morning where someone's having a, 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 a mental health crisis or some sort of hor horrendous crime that is, I'm not doing those things. I've done that. I don't do that in this role. Yeah, that's me squeaking. That's the, <laughs> the gun belt sometimes. Uh, I don't do those things, but what I do is I try and positively impact and support mm -hmm. all the all the officers that are out there doing those things. Mm -hmm. And so my job is to help get them what they need to be able to do their job. Um, it's also to set some goals and expectations and and say, here's where we want to be as a police department. Um, uh, and then take that input from my leaders, my city council members, mm -hmm. and the folks in the community, I like to ask, what can we do? Yeah. Uh, we have on our police cars at your service. I love and that. And what that means uh, is what can we do to help? Yep. And I, and and we, we talk about this in the department all the time. Uh, officers may say that as soon as they get there. They may mm -hmm. say, hey, what can I do to help? 
but even if we don't say that, that's the message we want to deliver is what can we do to help? Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of times what we can do to help is, um, not fun. It's challenging. It's painful. It hurts your soul. It hurts your heart. Yeah. Um, and, um, so what I do, those administrative functions and emergency management, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah budgets and policies and all those things. But really what matters is what can we do? What can I do to help these officers help the people that are out there? And, and that's, that's the most rewarding part of the job. Yeah. Uh, and, and the most important part of the job budgets are important and policies are important, but those are, those are things. Mm -hmm. And lots of people can learn to deal with things. Yeah. It's dealing with people, yeah. the people in the community and the people who serve the community. Exactly. That's, that's what I do. Brilliant. I love it. Um, I, I feel that you might've partially already answered this next question, but let's just go ahead and roll into it because you also act as a liaison with other first responder units. Um, and um, for the sake of the listeners, that includes the fire department, other local and or regional law enforcement agencies. Um, how do you handle that role? And most important, what does it take out of you or in a reverse way? Does it actually fill your cup a bit? Can you, can you briefly go into that? Sure. Um, yeah, I do a lot of that interaction. Yeah. Um, and since I uh, had that fire department experience, mm-hmm. I feel uh, wholly and completely qualified to give the fire department as much crap as I can. I was going to say flack. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> y- your word's better, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I have a really good time. Yeah. I've, uh, my, my peers are the fire chief yep. uh, and, and people of that rank. So sometimes when I give the firefighters on the street a hard time, they look at me like, you don't know what you're talking about. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but I, I do have that role and we deal with emergency management at mm-hmm. the, at the County level and the fire service and EMS. And it's really vitally important that although we'll give each other a hard time, that everyone who does this job from the line staff to the chiefs yeah. know that we're all in this together yeah. and we all are here to support each other because we have this, such a common goal. Mm-hmm. It's, it is about for everybody, what can we do to help, wh- yeah. whether it be a medical emergency, a fire or some sort of crime. And, um, so it, it, it can take out of your cup mm-hmm. because it can, uh, be a lot of extra work, but it can really fill you up because we're, we, we're satisfied working together. That's great. Yeah. It really is very cool to have those great relationships and give them a hard time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and you can't establish the relationships without rapport. Right. And just because you have that past, you have that experience. I, I, I love your example of basically giving them flack or mm-hmm. crap, as you said, and they may not know until days later that, oh, oh okay. Uh, Chief Elwin actually does know and does right. have the background and does have the, um, that viewpoint or that vantage to be able to say either you're doing that wrong or good job, you're doing it right. Right. So I, I love that. It's more about just give them a hard time about what's for dinner. Cause I mean, well, they're yeah. really good cooks for crying out loud. Well. I mean, they just, they are good <laughs> cooks. Uh, experiencing a recent barbecue cook off with you. Um, I can, I can relate to that. Yep. There we yep. go. Um, tell me how, Laughter and humor is a part of all this. And this is where we start to go deep. And we're about 10 minutes away from taking a quick break for one of our sponsors. But I want to hear a little bit about how it's used by you or your officers as either a tool, potentially an escape at times after a really tough shift, or as armor. Um, Are you able to share um, how you or any of the, again, the women and men who serve under you with you? utilize it to their benefit. 
Yeah. It, it, so laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I stole that from Reader's Digest, but it's true. And w- every day a police officer comes to work, mm-hmm. no matter how the day goes, there's a little drop of corrosion on their soul. And, um, just because of the things that we see and do. And so we can, we can help knock off some of those chunks of corrosion by, um, doing something that makes us smile. Mm -hmm. And sometimes doing something that makes us smile is, is high-fiving a kid on the street. Um, sometimes making a smile is telling stories and jokes with each other about the things that we've experienced and that helps keep our soul clean. Um, we can armor ourselves against that drop of corrosion. Uh, again, with humor, by being able to keep a, an open mind and a light heart as we go into something that we know is going to be particularly difficult. Yeah. That doesn't mean we take anything for granted or we we don't take things seriously with what we do, but we can we can go into a situation and just think about okay. Um, there, there could be some humor related mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. Um, this might be a funny story to tell later. Um, we change the names to protect the innocent, of course. But, um, but that helps keep us keep us healthy. Yeah, because we have to knock those drops of corrosion off our soul. And there's a lot of ways to do that. But, but humor on the job and and the banter that we have with the fire department mm-hmm. with each other and the mm-hmm. things that we we talk about um, helps us smile. And every time we smile. Uh, every time we laugh, that helps keep that corrosion level down, and it's so vitally important. Uh, I'm I'm fascinated with that picture that you paint um, as a graphic designer as well for my other career. Um, I'm already wanting to like build you graphics to be able to you know bring to everybody and say this and this and this and this. Um, that's that's a really powerful image um, because the greatest thing about well, not the greatest thing, but to have something that's slowly but surely getting chipped away at, it's essentially tarnishing it. Right. But we all know what happens with a piece of metal or something like that that is tarnished. It can be buffed. It can be restored right. back to its original state. Um, I, I fully believe that that can be done with humor and resiliency and exercises and improvisational games and or things that folks can potentially participate in, even within your unit, you know, right. that can increase the relationships, increase the camaraderie, and at the same time, make it a safe place to say, oh my God, I've just went through some really, really incredibly bad stuff. Let's talk about it, but let's do it with support. If, if feasible, you know, out of no disrespect, you know, smiles in our faces. Right. Um, and in an environment that's safe. Do, do you provide that to your guys and gals? We do, but Good. but we're also very cognizant of the the where and the when. Yeah. And it's it's a constant reminder no matter where you are in your career that that although this may seem very humorous at the time we're dealing with it. Yeah. Um know your audience. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be and and you know this is basic 101 police academy don't smile at the at a crime scene when yeah. the video cameras are going. Yeah. It makes total sense because there's nothing at a crime scene that's funny. Yeah. Um there are elements of things that happen with people and humans and situations that have humor to them and we use that but it's again 
where's the safe place? Yeah. The safe place is our squad room. Yeah. Uh, a, a squad room at a police department or a sheriff's office or or the, the turnout room at a fire department is the safe place where guys and gals can get together and de-escalate yeah. and talk about those things that are elements. Humor comes from, we talked about this, tragedy Pain. and anger tragedy, and bad yeah. things. And, yeah. and um, some of, the, some of the, the things that we laugh about the most when we watch a stand-up comic are them giving somebody a hard time or making fun of them about something. Yeah. And although we don't want that to be, it creates humor. And so neg- humor breeds negativity. Yeah. But, I'm sorry. Negativity breeds humor uh, with Actually, the elements both, of it. Both apply. Yeah, you're, you're depending absolutely Depending right. on how it's done. You bet. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. And so we want to encourage that because that's I – want, I want my officers to be able to get together mm-hmm. and, and laugh about humorous elements of something that happened unfortunate during the day. Not at the situation, but just the elements so they can – Keep that corrosion knocked yeah. down and buffed, like you said. I love that. Yeah. That's great. It's important. That, by the way, is a sign of a great leader, too. Well, I appreciate that. Um, and to be able to utilize those resources and have that safe place created, um, I think that's pivotal. And I appreciate you sharing that because, again, that's that that's the whole point of this. That's the whole point of Shut Up and Laugh. Um, learning that, that you have that available to your people is brilliant because you ever seen on TV what happens, you know, Um, it's, it paints a really, not a negative picture, but it's either, it's either good or bad. And it's never really quite shown. You always see, you know, the distressed cop or private detective or whatever, going back home and hitting a wall and, you know, hitting the booze or whatever that might happen too. In unfortunate circumstances that people aren't directed toward resources to better, you know, aggregate and control those emotions. But, um, that level of support is phenomenal. Well, and it's been a tremendous evolution mm-hmm. in, in law enforcement mm-hmm. and, and, and in public safety. Um, there were many years in my career where, you know, just shut up about it, not yeah. shut up and laugh about it. Just shut up. <laughs> that would have been it. nicer. Yeah. Right. Let's not talk about it. Yeah. Um, you, you don't need to get in a group and debrief and share your feelings and yeah. emotions about what happened. Just eat it, come back to work the next day and forget it. And uh, we, we don't do that anymore. We can't because we're dealing with human beings and the human beings that, that are out there doing this job are fallible and, yeah. and they have emotions and um, these things build on them. And, and we have to recognize in law enforcement leadership, it's okay for somebody to it's okay for somebody to cry about something. Yeah. It's okay for somebody to become emotional about it. It's okay for uh, two or three cops or a couple firemen to sit around in a room and laugh about something that, you know what, really isn't funny because something bad happened. Yeah. But it's okay that if if done appropriately, that they can they can smile about some of those things. That's an evolution and a change in 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 public safety leadership that we have to embrace that. I think it's a really important direction. It's huge. Pure and simple. It's huge. Very good. Um <clears throat> we don't have time to get into the next question, so I'm not going to delay, but I want to so far say, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm having yeah? fun. Thank okay. You. Very good. Um, for those of you who just uh, might have tuned in a little bit late, I am interviewing uh, Chief Greg Elwin of the Mill Creek Police Force. Is that safe to say force? Well, like we say sound. police department. Police department? Yeah. Force is sexier. Well, I know it is. But... Okay. But police department. Yeah. Okay. 
I guess this is the new way of looking at so, everything, right? Right, okay. exactly. I'm still going to say force. Okay. Right. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll come back for another 30 minutes, and we're going to go a little deeper. Going to ask a couple more questions. Hopefully, I'll see your eye twitch again. All right, here we uh, go. But we'll learn more about what you do, how you do it, um, and hopefully get a, get, a, get a couple more sh- uh, stories in there, because no matter what, everybody, it's important just once in a while to take a moment step back and shut up and laugh. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Brian Trendler, and you are listening to the second segment of Shut Up and Laugh. I am super excited to be sitting across from uh, Chief Greg Elwin of the Mill Creek Police Department. (laughs) I wanted to let you say it. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to say the other word. we're going to go ahead and jump right back into it. Uh, we just had a great first segment talking about a little bit about what he, well, where he's from, what he does, and uh, the impact of some of the changes he's actually creating at his um, department. Department. Yeah. I'm. I wanted to say something else there, but I just had a complete brain freeze because, really, no matter what, everything he's doing is affecting all of these men and women that serve us, not just out in the field, but. Um, Behind the desks, you know, right. in the brick and mortar, and it's 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 some really important stuff. So again, thank you for taking the time to Absolutely. sit across from me and do this. And you're you're having fun so far. I am. Uh, thanks for the break. You bet. I worked uh, three different coffee shops this morning <laughs> with coffee with the cop. Coffee with cop. Yeah. yeah. So we had a great time, but uh, the break was well. Break was necessary. Well, just just Indeed. leave your quarter by the door. It's right. perfectly fine. Okay. Um, okay. So let's go ahead and get get back into it. We were talking about. Uh, really the importance of laughter and the embracing and the resilience and the need for humor um, in the workplace. And with this uh, new snowflake riddled, um, uh, almost toxic environment out there, that can be something that's hard to accomplish, but we can get back into, or we can get into that in, in just a minute. What I wanted to hit you with first off is, can you pull from your experience, things you've gone through, something that you can share, ideally, of course, um, Give me one of the strongest examples where you think that laughter, your ability to laugh, either at yourself, a situation, or with others, really changed you or maybe even saved you. Boy, you know what? Um, I spent a long time on a um, public safety dive team. Mm. And um, as you can imagine, a public safety dive team doesn't do fun things very often. No. Uh, But it was one of the most fun experiences I've had in my career because of the, the camaraderie of the group and, and our collective ability to be able to recognize the humor in some of the tragic tragedy that we saw and be able to, um, again, appropriately kind of work our way through that as a, as a, as a tight knit team. So this was really a kind of a high functioning, close group Mm -hmm of, of people that came together for some really bad, bad things. We didn't do fun things. Yeah. Um, and, and for me that, that experience, not one specific incident, but that time I spent was, was truly life-changing for me because I learned all about appropriateness and I was a fairly young deputy at the time. And so I learned about what's appropriate and what's not and what we can do and how we can't, but how we're there for each other. Um, and be able to demonstrate that compassion with the folks we're dealing with, but then 
in our own time and our own space, be able to work our way through some of the horrible things that we just dealt with. And, and that, and that's life and career changing for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fantastic experience. Things that I never want to think about again. Yeah. But, but in the, in, in the whole, uh, it's made me a, just a better person all the way around, better mm-hmm. family, better father, better police officer. Uh, it's it, it life changing. Do you realize that right now you're actually projecting emotion right now? I can, I can tell that your face is changing a little bit. You're getting a little bit constricted. Your eyes are actually watering just a little tiny bit. It's not surprising. Yeah. Um, because as I talk about these things, I, I, I flash images in yeah. my mind of yeah. the things that we, we've done, but I can still, I can smile yeah. about that experience. I can talk about how, how awesome and rewarding it was to go through that with a group of people with this common, common thread and common goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, those images of, of just horrendous things that we had to deal with. That, Keeps you up at night. Yeah, it does sometimes. Right? You know, I, I heard once that the term crack a smile was actually, um, for lack of better words, it's kind of an old wives tale type of thing, but I believe it came from, I'm going to say for lack of better words and sounding like a complete village idiot here, but sort of like the, um, the Japanese culture, because one of the things that they do with cracked bowls is they'll fill those cracks with gold and they'll burnish it back and they'll, they'll get it back to a functional dish or functional bowl, functional piece. And they'll most often put it up on a shelf and turn around and honor it because those cracks represent something that was needing to get over, get beyond, get through. So they don't, you know, brush their hands of it, sweep it under a rug, sweep it, you know, in, into the garbage, get rid of it. They rebuild it. And that the crack of a smile, the cracking of a smile is what often leaves a scar, but it heals. And that wound that's left behind, there's a story there. And the cracking of the smile hurts, but it's going to be okay. Because it creates a memory and a point in time where you can always look back and go, okay, even though it gets that expression you have on your face right now. Right. Because like you said, you're reliving it, but you're through it. And it's helped make you who you are today by way of your experiences and your ability to, well, frankly, yes, and yourself through it, even if it's like you said, chipping away, you know, um, I just forgot the one particular word that you used before, but you, you know, it's like, it's tarnish, right? It's a little bit of tarnish every single time. Yeah. Drop a corrosion. On Drop a corrosion. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. I should have written that down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't it, have pencils here during this because then I'll click them or something. Uh, every scar tells a story. Yeah. And some of them, some of them are funny stories and some of them are tragic stories. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, but you find the humor where you can, when you can. And, and, and recognize that, the scar, whatever it is, is, is a healed, it's a healed wound. Mm-hmm. Just like you talked about yeah. with, with the, the dish, yeah. it's healed and it tells a story and it's, it's made us who we are. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's cool. I've yeah. not heard that. Yeah. Now I have to ask you, cause only one person knows that I'm interviewing today. I'm supposed to ask you, have you ever been shot? I've not been shot. You haven't been shot. I've not. Okay. I've been shot at. (laughs) Okay. All right. I've been shot. But you haven't been hit. Well, good. Yes. Um, It's my daughter. Um, She has great respect for police and 
fire men and women. And I say that because during that Mill Creek Festival every year for the last two or three years now, she has donned the garb. She's put the hose over and she's done that little melee course. Right. And I think you've got a future firefighter there. Well, because she owns it, man. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> the uh, again, the fire department and their silly toys. Mm-hmm. I tell you. <laughs> they have the coolest stuff. That's permanent now. What you right. just said, I, you I, realize I, that? I know, <laughs> and it's okay because I've said it before and I'll say it again. But they they do have the coolest stuff, and uh, we go to the Mill Creek Festival and they have that 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 obstacle course with all that cool stuff and. And we have a motorcycle that people can sit on, and it's just not the same. But you're getting your new vehicles real soon. I can't wait. With all the cool toys inside of it. I cannot wait for our new police cars. I'm excited for that. And plus, I met your newest police canine recruit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Bagheera is an absolute rock star. I love Bagheera. Oh. Bagheera is a rock star. I, I, I want a canoodle with Bagheera, but I don't, I don't think that'd turn out too well. No, it would turn out well. Let me tell you that, <laughs> that although Bagheera is one of the hardest biters around and yeah. can, can track bad guys like nobody else, mm. Bagheera is also the biggest cuddle. Wow. And uh, anytime you find yourself with Bagheera, uh, you will cuddle all you want to. That's so awesome. Chasing bad guys is a game for Bagheera. Yeah. And uh, uh, Bagheera would rather cuddle. Yeah. Yep. I love that. That's yep. great. Okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you for that um, story about um, how you've used laughter to your uh, benefit. Um, we're going to go a little bit lighter now for a second. Uh, and I'll touch upon the fact that, again, we've only met like two times right? Um, at a Mill Creek event. Actually, I, had, I think it was actually two Mill Creek events. And then you were kind enough recently to show up at my company's Laugh Tech charity comedy night for the Clothes for Kids organization. Thank you again for being part of that. Yeah, thank you <clears throat> again for making me part of that. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you got up on stage uh, and you did the improvisational exercise, right. curveball. I voluntarily got up. No, I didn't. I no. think I just yeah, was summoned Marcel to the stage. literally lifted you out of the crowd. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was fun. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. And 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 you did great, by the way. Again, oh, it showed you have the natural ease on the mic, even though I could tell that you wanted to flee. Yeah, I did. But, Actually, <clears> was, the stage was close to the door. I almost went that way. But you put on a good show for Stephanie, too. Yeah, well, she loved it. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. got the whole thing on video. <laughs> She's sharing it with all her friends. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So this part doesn't really work too well on a podcast. I'd love to have it broadcast from like a Facebook Live because you have a great personality. And like I said, it clicked well with me during the brief times that we've, you know, been starting to get to know each other. It's happening right now. I got the, you know, kumbaya music yep. in the in, in the background, I'm sure. But I, I've been an, an observer of people behavior, humaning, as I like, like to call it, for like years. It. Yeah. Because I see things that I think a lot of times other people don't pick up. I'm not sure if you realize that you have a technique to you. That I witnessed during that comedy night, because you were brushing up against X amount of people, you know, getting a beer at the bar or whatever, or carrying over a flight, or you were just smiling and you were resonating with everyone around you. But you have an impact on others. It's it comes across even in uh, civilian clothing. It comes across as like an, an immediate air of respect, and yet there's a level of approachability to you. And there's this almost an immediate assumption of kindness that's going to come from you. For starters, do you realize that you do that? Well, no, not at all to the depth that you've just described. But what I do, what I 
do realize I do is I, I want to be approachable mm-hmm. and, and, and that's, that's an, been an evolution for me Yeah, okay. because as a, as a 18 year old firefighter or a 23 year old young police officer, it was just about getting the job done. Let's yeah. get out there and get after it. Absolutely. Um, but, but it's just a maturity and a growth thing that, you know what, I'm in the public safety business. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the chase bad guys business. Um, I'm in the public safety business. I'm in the service to my community business. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's, that's who I want to make sure I am. I, I, I want to project that. What can I do to help? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I work on that piece. Yeah. That's important to me. Okay. Well, it was incredibly apparent. And I want to commend you for that. Thank you. Because especially in that type of scene, there's a lot of people that just go there and hunch over, even during a charitable event night. And they just want to have that, that look in their face, like, go ahead, try to make me laugh. There's right. comedy. I'm here to have fun. And yet they're really not. Um, you and, of course, definitely Stephanie, um, you guys really embraced it. And I love seeing that as owner of Laugh Tech, co-owner, Marcel Allen would have my head if I didn't right. mention that. Um, but it's really important to me that, quite frankly, the audience is just as high quality as the talent we bring into the room. And um, kudos, man. Oh, thanks. I'll just keep it simple with that. But appreciate okay. that. All right. So next question. Um, after seeing your profile and looking up information about you and basically stalking you online, sure. uh, which again, is not a good thing to be telling a police chief. Well, um, it, it's, it goes with the territory. Well, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I see that you like that. You seem to like doing work with kids. You've mentioned you have a mixed family. I love that. Um, I see a lot of pictures of you helping people and, you know, just being caught in the moment at events that you're involved in. So it seems to me that it resonates with you because again, with my powers of observation, um, you're not just a guy doing it because you're told to do it. You're doing it because you obviously like doing it and you like that impact that it has. Um, how important would you say that the laughter, um, is in those scenarios? Because frankly, um, I mentioned this before. There's a really toxic environment out there. There's a lot of negativity out there in regard to police right. and the force. Right. Right. Yep. But there's a lot of positivity as well. Um, <laughs> um, we want to find ways, right, to, to continue the positivity. Yep. You're doing that with kids. What does that do for you? And what type of effect do you think that has? Well, um, you know, one thing I, I like to say is that the, the police department, the police officers are the most visible ambassadors of government, which means we, we hold a tremendous amount of responsibility because everybody knows who we are, yeah. right? We wear these uniforms, we drive around these cars. There's no hiding that we work for the government. Yeah. So we have a tremendous amount of responsibility. And to... So, so two things for me, hanging out with kids and high-fiving kids and doing things like that helps with the corrosion on my soul because yeah. it makes me smile and it makes me feel good about, uh, here's a positive thing because we deal with negative things. I want to deal with positive things. So it, it, it helps me. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's a healthy habit to have. But I also know it helps everybody that wears my uniform yeah. or does the job that I do all around the country because if I can have a connection with particularly a, a youngster, but with anyone really, then, I, and I can leave them with a positive impression of our interaction, 
then they feel good about the next officer that they see or the next person that they that in, in, in law enforcement they yeah. get in contact with. And so it's just positive all the way around. Um, I, <clears throat> I, I coached middle school football. Oh, excellent. Um, uh, I, I, I work with kids on all different levels. I'm a part of the Kiwanis club and big brothers, big sisters of Snohomish County. Good for you. Because that's rewarding for me. And I know that we're leaving kids with great feelings and thoughts about whether it's through law enforcement and they had a great time with an officer yeah. or whether it's a, a mentor opportunity through big brothers, big sisters, mm -hmm. or what we do with the Kiwanis club with just helping kids on all aspects. Absolutely. Um, it's just, that's the future. Yeah. And, um, and we need to do what we can to, to help the future be People successful. People forget that. Right. They really right. do. Yeah. And it's happening more and more too. Mm -hmm. So that's, no, that's, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, we're the same way with Laugh Tech. We're trying to expand into that arena more and more. We've helped, a, uh, we've had a kid as young as 10 years old, go through our seven week workshop and Greg, it was the funniest thing. She was the best student in the class. You bet. It was so funny. They're completely, you know, unabated and they're just scribbling and writing and documenting stuff and editing and coming up. And like she had a one gesture that was just like this, like Edward Scissorhands the, the, the entire time. But she grew in that seven weeks and right. it's just absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, doing stuff like that. And then we were at the Mill Creek Festival doing, um, you know, two solid days of stuff on stage with kids. Yeah. And uh, Mariana DeMatthews, who is a, a, a that lady hypnotist. So, I mean, just amazing opportunities. And yeah, when you when you leave them slightly better yep. than when you found them, <laughs> yep. and that's not meant to do an ego thing or a, or a pat on the back thing, but it's just real because you can see it in their face. You can see it. The, yeah. The coffee with a cop this morning. Yeah. And I wish I could have been there. I, I was I, I at a window, uh, work in the window at Buffalo Espresso. Yeah. And a teenage uh a lady uh young lady comes in and she sees me at the window mm -hmm. and she's immediately taken aback by why is this guy in <laughs> uniform asking me what i want and she's sure. got the expression on her face like well what the heck is going on and but we had a conversation i didn't trust me i didn't make any coffee yeah uh, i didn't handle anything thank you for that right exactly uh, <laughs> um but but i had an interaction with her at the window and by the time that was done she was on her way to school high school kid on her way yeah. to school by the time she's on leaves, she's got a smile on her face. She's not taken aback by why is this cop talking to me? We we just spent a minute talking to each other, but but my hope is she drives away going, Well, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I know that I walk away from that going, Well, that was pretty cool. So now we're both better off as a result of it. And that's or if nothing else, she'll drive the speed limit for the rest of the day. Right. Well, and we also <laughs> gave her a coupon for fifty percent off her next coffee so there she'll at least come back there so you go she she took something and and i did too and so that's, that's awesome. just good for all of us were you able to use the <clears throat> line sorry ma'am you've been served like in any capacity <laughs> so you're any weren't able to touch anything huh no you know i did i uh, i i did actually they, okay they said here as long as it's that wrapped and yeah, yeah okay. right because that uh, would have been that would have been, been funny good. man come i'm on. gonna remember that next time you, you've you been should. served and have it with a little piece of paper that says, thank you from, you know, the Mill yeah. Creek Police Department. Notice I didn't say force. Right, exactly. The F word. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the other F word. The yeah. other F word, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Greg, if there's one more story that you could share about the impact of how you've dealt with a really bad situation with humor, even days after or however long after the fact, what would that be? And more important, why was it important to address it with 
like you said, a smile and the power of laughter. Um, you know, the, the, the specific experiences again, um, and this is, this is tough sometimes to, to recall some of these, yeah. these things. Um, but, but I can again, talk kind of in general terms that, um, it, it, it sometimes is days later. It sometimes is the next day or two days later, because in the instant where, where the emergency is happening, mm-hmm. uh, we can spend days sometimes, uh, in full on investigative mode. Yeah. Because some of these cases just require that. And so it can be days afterwards, but we have to get to a point where we have a safe environment to be able to sit down and talk with each other about this. And, um, again, I probably going into some specific incident, probably not worthwhile. It's not worthwhile for me. Um, but I tell you, it is definitely worthwhile to talk about how, how, we have to make sure we make time and you have to use humor. You, in every tragic situation, there's something that, that if you, if you phrase it properly, it's going to make somebody smile. If I go home from work sometimes (laughs) and talk to Stephanie about some of the things that have happened during the day, and that can be some of the things that happened in the administrative side or in the the city council chambers, Or, or somewhere that I had to go back my my officers up or help them out or support them on the street. There's elements of that that make a smile, and 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 that's that piece opens up the conversation. Yeah, because I can tell, hey, uh, you'll never guess what happened. Um, and I think I I think I told you one of these stories, you know, uh, or, or at least the opening line to you know today can be summed up with this and this. Yeah, and you just laugh thinking about it. Well, how how does that figure into police work. Yeah. Well, we, that opens up the conversation and then we can talk about how sad that thing is. And and that's really tough and what it meant to me. Um, but it's almost conversation starter and then a conversation closer too to be able to come back around to it and, and, and laugh our way kind of out of it as well. Sure. So we've, we've sandwiched that therapy in in between some laughter to open the conversation and close the conversation and 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 it's important to close a conversation with something that makes you smile so you don't just go back into dark mode that was really crappy. Yeah, exactly. I, I exactly. can you know what? Okay. And yeah. then and then focus on the good that comes from it too. Plus it sticks around longer. Yeah. You know, one of the things we always preach um during any of our trainings or engagement, you know, opportunities is when you're laughing. Um and, and, and not, you know, belly laughs, outright stuff, but but when you're laughing and you're smiling. You're going through an entire cardiovascular experience. Your brain's releasing, you know, dopamine, adrenaline, um, and your heart rate is up and you're retaining more and you're able to uh, feel better physically during that entire process. And that's really important. That's a level or a skill set of elevating those around you. So like I said, um, or like you said, actually, whether it's immediate or days after, it's vital. It is vital, and it's tough sometimes to <clears throat> come home or get together yeah. with your peers or coworkers, teammates, and just start off the conversation with, here's some really crappy stuff. Yeah, it, it, It's hard. It's hard to get into that conversation. And, um, you know, Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon yeah. would go to his trailer and, you know, pound against the wall and drink himself into a super. That was there's some elements of reality to sure. that in law enforcement, sure. uh, uh, you know, back in the day, because there was no, Hey, I got well, something really f- 
funky happened today. Yeah. Here's kind of a funny piece of it. It's but another here's stuff that talks about, it, you know, that, that makes me feel better about it. And then we can close that out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it, um, and, and you're right because of that dopamine release and everything else. It just, just helps us. Stephanie, if I go home and say, here's some really crappy stuff and I want to talk to you about it. She's less receptive to that. Yeah. Not because of any reason other than she's just a human being and we as human beings don't want to hear about crappy stuff. Yeah. You got to prep her. Yeah. 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 Knock, knock jokes. Right. That tends to work. It's the truth. It's the <laughs> truth. Here's the day. I can summarize the day in two words. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's funny. How does that all summarize together? Well, it's really bad what happened in the middle, but it opens that piece up. Yeah. Opens absolutely. that conversation. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Okay. We're wrapping up the tough stuff, man. All and right. then we're going to get into a couple of fun things, but um, what do you want to tell people today about your role, the uh, numerous officers and team and staff that work under your leadership every day? What do you want to share with people as far as a takeaway here? You know, the, the first most important thing is um, I've, I've done all my time yeah. as far as being out on the street, doing things. The folks that, that are in this community that work for this police department that are out here doing this are doing it at a high level with a tremendous amount of heart. And every last one of them are dedicated to service, whether it be an officer on the street working graveyard or uh, somebody at the front counter when somebody comes in and yeah. needs some help. And um, I can't take credit for any of that because that's just those people and who they are. Um, but my role is to just support all of that and 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 sometimes you know provide some parameters and guidelines but the the heart of the people that are in public safety is huge mm -hmm. and go back to one of the things we said when we started there's something very wrong and there's something very right <laughs> and um but the very wrong thing is what allows us yeah. to be very right at what we do yeah absolutely and th that's it i just i'm here to kind of stand up on the bridge and steer the ship once in a while and let mm -hmm. everybody else do the job. And mm -hmm. they do it at a great, great, tremendous level. I love the fact that you're putting them up on a deserved pedestal versus yourself. And again, it's another reason why you're that type of caliber person. And I really, really appreciate you saying that because um, I guarantee you, they don't get enough of that. And and that's not just because you don't, you're not out there with an air horn yelling it at them because right. that'd be kind of rude. But um, they don't get that enough. They don't. So. They don't get enough from me. I wish that I did. I wish that I did better with that. They don't get enough from the community, law enforcement, community relations. Mm -hmm. A little tenuous at times, yeah. and this is one of those times <clears throat> where it's that way. Um, they don't get it enough, and um, but they deserve it. Thank you. Yeah, that's brilliant. Okay, last tough question: How can we, as citizens, as plain clothes, better serve you and the people you work with every day? You know, I, the the first thing I would say is I think that that's done very well already. Okay. Um, I, I uh, again, coffee with a cop today. Yeah. A lot of people come up and say thank you for what you do, and we appreciate your service to the community. And um, and most people, I believe, feel that way. Mm -hmm. And so, if there's one thing that I would would ask yeah. is if folks in the community are thinking that, say it. Yeah. We would appreciate that. Yeah. Um, because certainly the people in the community that don't think that will say that. If someone has a, mm -hmm. a critical word for what we do in the police department, it's really easy for them to 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 say that critical word and provide that criticism. The but most people I think support and believe in what we do. Um, but they're the silent majority yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. And so that's the one thing. Wonderful. If you see a cop just 
you probably not give them a hug because most of them are are kind of bristle at the hug. Thing. <laughs> you don't want to do that, no. But a high no. five and a thank you or a handshake uh, is is tremendous. That's great. Yeah, fantastic. Breaking down barriers. Okay, um, thank you so much for sharing all this stuff today. Um, it means a lot, and I think it's going to mean a lot more when people start to actually listen to this broadcast. So I'm really, really excited about that, and I wanted to thank you for taking the time out of serving the public, um, doing what you do every single day. We've got just a couple minutes left for um, the James Lipton nod, All right. the same three questions that every one of my interviews get, and then I'll have a quick closing statement at the very end. Um, okay, so what is one of your biggest peeves? Oh, boy, Traffic. Traffic, traffic in okay. this town <laughs> and the way people don't pay attention. <laughs> okay. Traffic. Very good. Yep. Peeve registered and listed and put in the same box as all of our other complaints that go yep. with traffic. Okay. Yep. Um, what's a favorite place you've either traveled to or want to? Well, my favorite place to travel to is on my boat in Puget Sound. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Local yep. local boy through and through. Yep. Indeed. Right on. Okay. Very yep. good. Um, and last but not least, if you could be known for one thing only right now, what would that be? Uh, being a great papa. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I got grandbabies. So. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, see the, the daddy and me just, <laughs> just bristled too. Like, that's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. All right, man. Um, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, Tell everybody you did this. We're going to do that for you as well. Um, but I really, really do appreciate you sitting across from me and sharing some of these stories because the power of laughter is, um, well, it's it's getting bigger every day. I think people are realizing that. I think people need that. And I want to end with my quick closing statement here. Um, this is for you and for everyone out there who's listening. When you're out there in between these podcasts with everything around you, or everyone around you that you know and love, be a witness, be real, be present to those you care about and love. And why do I ask this of you? It's because I'm challenging each and every one of you to try it. Because sometimes we just need to be together, take a moment, and shut up and laugh. Thanks again, Greg. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. Take care.